welcome to Live the Live and Love with You Lifestyle Self-Love Podcast. This podcast will inspire you, challenge you, and encourage you to venture into the art of evolving. Join me as we embark on the journey of self-love, learning how to fall in love with ourselves. My name is Liv, and I welcome you to the holistic approach to self-love. A conversation about self-love. Self-love is not linear. Similar to healing, it has its ups and downs with a mixture of smooth and jagged edges. It could be painful at times and glorious in others, but rewarding nonetheless. On our last episode, together we discussed one of the purest routes to healing, which is sharing your story, forgiving yourself, and letting your story be heard. Once you are open, you will find that you are not alone. You are not the only one. You can find so much relief and vulnerability if you allow it to flow and stop holding it in. Freedom in all aspects of the word. Today, we'll be diving into a lesson on self-love, sharing stories, experiences, and insecurities. And to help me do so, I would like to introduce to you Miss Andrea Lewis. She has done exceptional work on self-love, providing her audience with happy self-love Saturdays on YouTube, as well as creating many short films on self-love that you must see. Andrea is an actress, writer, producer, and digital content creator, as well as a self-love enthusiast. Many know her as Hazel Aiden in the long-running TV series, Degrassi. Without any further ado, joining our conversation today is Miss Andrea Lewis. Hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. It means the world to me and my listeners. So I think we're going to just jump right in to some of the questions that we have for you. Okay. My first question is, how do you define self-love? Um, I guess in the literal sense, loving of oneself. Um, but I, I think it's just a fancy way of, say, of saying like acceptance of, of yourself. Um, that to me is self-love. It's just when you truly accept yourself, you're self-aware um, of who you just ultimately are the good and the bad mind you like I don't think it's just uh like being in a la-la land and just being like self-love is only my good parts I think it's also admitting to what your bad parts are um that way you can fix them if if you so want to um so it's, it's really this an overall self-awareness completely agree because knowing your bad faults as well as your good faults is all about self-love that I asked my viewers on our first episode together. And I think that asking this question can really help you understand who a person really is. The question goes as follows. Do you know who you are, who you aren't, and who you want to be? Um, who I am and who I want to be are actually the same. Uh, I, I, I technically am the girl I want to be, if that makes any sense in, in the way of, uh, I guess, I'm my own worst critic. I'm also my own best cheerleader. I'm my own best friend. I'm also my own enemy. So I am all of these things all in one. Um, and I definitely know who I am. And I and I truly do, in knowing who I am, know who I'm not. You probably get reminders of that maybe once a month, right? Like whether it's just like going out to something. Like I went to a, a gun range with my friends yesterday and uh, – that I realized that's who I am not. <laughs> like in in theory, it always sounded like kind of intriguing. It's like I'm very Canadian in that way. I do not know anything about guns. I never seen a gun or anything like that. And going just going there, um, 
was like just an eye opener of like, oh, it like it like made me very uncomfortable. It was so loud. I didn't even shoot it. Like literally did not even shoot it because I felt so overwhelmed. I was like, ah, and that was like just an eye opener of like, oh, this is who I am not. In that moment, I realized mm, this is not for me. This is I'm not this girl. I'm not. This is not like bowling. I'm not enjoying myself. So, um, yeah, I guess. But in who I want to become, she is already living inside of me. Um, it's just a matter of tapping into her. So I, I actually am those people in that way. Yes. I, I, so now we can see how you're mixing all of them together. So something that you mentioned was you lived enough to know who you are not. So to someone who was younger than you, like what would you tell to your 15-year-old self trying to find out who she is, who she is not, and who she wants to be? I was a privileged teenager because I'd been an actress my entire life. So at the time when I was 15... Um, I was literally doing films. And so uh, at that time, as a child actor, you grow up faster than your average kid because you have a sense of business about you like, and just a sense of pressure that a, a regular kid doesn't always get unless like I can only compare it to maybe a kid that had to do competitive sports. If there is anything I would tell my 15-year-old self now is probably uh, remove some of the pressures. When I was 15... Uh, you feel really grown, though you know you're not, but you just think you are for some reason. And um, I think you just expect that certain things are going to happen in your life a lot sooner than they than they do or than they are. You know, like you just you just think everything's going to happen. I don't know in like five years, and um, in the reality, it just doesn't. Yeah. And and the years go by very quickly. But sometimes when I was a teen, it was like if I didn't do it by 20 or if I didn't do it by 18 or if I didn't do it by just certain times in your life, it was like it was like your world was like, oh, my God. Like I can remember being uh, 21 and feeling like like what am, am I doing anything successful? Like am I going anywhere? So it looks like you have um, overcome a lot of those pressures and and time anxieties that you and other people have created for you. So can you please share a moment within your self-love journey where you did not love yourself, respect yourself, or support yourself? Oh, I mean, prior to my self-love journey, I'd say I've been on a self-love journey, like a literal one, maybe three years, three and a half. Prior to that, I just was not in a, a right headspace. I fell very easily into depression. I'm kind of like a manic depressive in that way, like a... Like things can just happen to me and I can just really fall off track. So I think um, people don't realize like the importance of maintenance of self-love, that it's not just supposed to be this like one-stop shop. Like it's not like, oh, I love myself. And now like every day is easy. It's It actually is not. I would say 23. I can really say 23 because for some reason at 23, I felt like incredibly old. I well, I'm 23 right now and I'm feeling really? pretty old. <laughs> Yeah, I just didn't take care of myself. I didn't take care of myself mentally or spiritually or physically and thought I needed something to like fill this void. I was like really wishing I was in a relationship and all these things. And then I got into a relationship and it was a good relationship. However, I still was like very insecure, uh, very unhappy and like really putting all of my happiness into this one person. Um, it wasn't until we broke up that I started to to like practice and seek and like look for self-love so would you consider that moment after a breakup 
when you realize that you weren't as happy as you were beforehand with that significant other and now out of this relationship when you're alone, um, would you consider that to be the first time you've ever experienced self-love for the first time? That was the first time I, I sought it out, like that I just really decided to look for it. It was mainly because I was truly happy in my relationship with this person. So when we did break up, it, it was like a shocker. It was like, what? Like, well, oh no, like how do I like go on? Like, what am I going to do? And, uh, and so it was kind of like realizing how much you really just have to rely on yourself, but just like, I shouldn't feel like this. Like I, sh I should feel better about myself. And so like, what does that mean? What does that look like? What am I supposed to be doing? And, um, that's, yeah, that's when I really started my self-love journey. <laughs> that kind of leads me to my next question. I know that you were an actor, you're a writer, you're a producer, and so many other things. And all of these things are competitive career paths. So how do you not compare yourself to others and trust in your work and your craft as an actor, writer, producer? And um, well, I think it boils down to what you want. Um, and self-love and your career kind of go together, I guess, because it's like, you know, these are a part of your goals and yeah. these are also a part of your self-love journey. Like the work that you produce is a part of your self-love. I, I think it's natural for people to compare themselves or wonder why I'm not here or why is this person doing this or why is that, why is that? But I just don't think it's healthy and I think that's when you just you start to have faith in yourself and then very much in God and understanding that everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen. Like I was re really lucky that when I was a kid, I did a, a movie and Maya Angelou was the director and she gave me a copy of her book. Um, I know why the cage bird sings. This is when I was like 12 years old and in it, she wrote like everything happens in its time. That was just kind of like the advice she had given to my mother and I at the time. And, you know, you're so young. It's like, you just like listen to it, whatever. Then as you start to grow up and experience things, you realize like everything really does happen in the time that it is supposed to. So comparing yourself to people almost makes zero sense because you don't know their path. You don't know what they've experienced. You don't know their journey. You don't know the meetings they've had. You don't know the things they did late in the night. You don't know the work. You're like comparing yourself to something fake. Like everything is gonna happen in the time that it is supposed to happen. and that's what you should be focusing on versus focusing on other people's journeys and paths and all that kind of stuff. It's like very counterproductive. And I think that when you are heavily involved in a self-love journey, it's like your head is down and your feet are moving, like blinders are on. You don't even have the time to compare to yourself to other people because you're so focused on you. You're so focused on your own goals and your own achievements that it, it's like, it literally seems silly yeah. to even begin it. Because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it frankly just does not make any sense to do something like that when you have been focusing on your journey. So how can you read someone else's chapter when you have been writing yours this whole entire time? And the time that it would take you to read someone else's chapter to see where they have been, you have stayed on the same page while that person has finished written their book. And that's when it becomes clear that you're wasting your time for your life, for your goals, and for your dreams. Yeah, like, and you'll become so happy with 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 what you're doing because you're you're not comparing yourself to other people anymore. You're comparing yourself to who you were yesterday and who you were last year. And it's easier to see your growth 
when you just look behind you. I feel like that's one of the easiest way to see growth. You're not looking down, you're not looking up, you're not looking on Instagram, but just look behind you and see how far you have come. So to end our wonderful interview, I have three open-ended questions. So I'll read them out to you and then you will follow up with the answer. My biggest insecurity is... My biggest insecurity is... Hmm... I don't know. You know, I guess that's a hard question because it's like you could have a, a different levels of insecurities. Like I used to be really insecure. I had big boobs. I used to be really insecure about them. They always got a lot of attention. I just didn't know what to do with them. I would say maybe only last year I probably fully accepted them for what they are. They just are me. So sometimes I'm, I'm insecure about my body. Sometimes I love it and sometimes I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this. So then the next question is, my biggest strength is? My biggest strength is my observation skills. Um, I'm like an incredible observer of environment and of people. And in being like that, it makes me naturally very empathetic. It's been a true gift within my life and within my journey, being an observer. And lastly, the biggest lesson that I have learned within my self-love journey is... The biggest lesson that I've learned is that... uh, you create the life and the person that you want to be like that you actually have like all this control over it and everything you have all of the tools like God literally gave you all of the tools to be exactly what it is that you want to be to live exactly where you want to live to be with the person that you want to be with all of those things and I think it's um hard for us to really wrap our head around that because we have nobody else to blame but ourselves. Like there's all kinds of people who come from really crappy circumstances and you will see them thrive and you'll wonder how, why, like what, how do they do that? And it's like, because God still gave them the tools to take life and grab it. Like even when I had a bad day, I can fix that day. I don't have a bad day. I may have a bad hour. This thing, this life, you can control it. You can literally control what it is. And um, yeah, just like self-love. Like I had to learn that it's like, no, self-love is not just this thing that people are just born with. Yeah, like you you have to actually seek it. You actually have to want to love yourself and want to be a better person and want to take care of yourself. And if you don't, then yeah, you're going to struggle. Yeah, life is going to seem crappy. Yeah, you're going to be insecure. But if you want to change, you can do the work. You can totally do the work. Yes, I completely agree. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Live and Love With You Lifestyle Self-Love Podcast. Thank you. This is great. (laughs) It was great meeting you. Bye. Okay, bye. You can find Miss Andrea Lewis at andrealewis.com or Miss Andrea Lewis on YouTube. That was eye-opening and inspiring. To close, self-love is something that is an ongoing journey. It's not something that happens overnight or something that is just given to you. It's something that you have to work for, something that you can change. If you don't like something, change it. You have the power and you have the tools. Thank you so much for listening to Live the Live and Love With You Lifestyle Self-Love Podcast, the podcast that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you to venture into the art of evolving, falling in love with yourself. My name is Liv, and I hope to see you every Sunday to live in love with you.